Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today is the co-founder and CEO at Starling Medical, Alex Arvelos. Did I say it right? Did I get it, Alex? Yeah, that was great. Love it. Awesome. Uh, super excited to have you here today. Why don't we dive right into it? If you don't mind telling the audience a little bit about your background, I know they'd love that. Yeah, sure. So I am actually a three-time serial medical device entrepreneur. I did my first one on the side of my PhD in bioengineering. Had nothing to do with my PhD. It was just this device I was working on nights and weekends. Eventually grew into a real company that we got venture finance. And now it's an FDA cleared device being used in hospitals around the country to prevent internal bleeding complications from becoming serious adverse events. Um, following that, I did a biodesign innovation fellowship coming out of the Texas Medical Center where I got this crazy idea that if we cut a hole in the heart of a patient with heart failure symptoms, that it would offload their left side of their heart so they don't get their symptoms in their lungs and it would help them stay out of the hospital. Turns out I was right. That company has now just closed a $75 million Series C financing, just completed a good um, OU West clinical study showing that the therapy works. And so this Series C financing should be taking it through its PMA study, getting it FDA approved, and it'll be the world's first transcatheter treatment for congestive heart failure uh, once it gets approved. So that's also pretty exciting. Very exciting. Um, wow. Very cool. Well, tell us tell us more about you know where you're at today with with Starling Medical. I guess give us the quick overview, and then we'll dive more into it. Um, and I, and I'm, I think you might even have one to show us here today, which we're excited about. So uh, give us the overview. Yeah. So basically at Starling, what we do is we allow for physicians to passively monitor the health of their patients' health at home. And we do it by tracking changes seamlessly in their urine over time. The way we do that is we have a little toilet indwelling device that looks like this, that then just installed to the front lip of the patient's toilet. But then every time they use the bathroom, we're able to analyze their urine and submit that data to our, our digital health infrastructure. We have our own clinical nursing staff who review that data on a daily and monthly basis. Because what that allows us to do is identify if a patient is getting really sick before they get sick, allowing us to activate downstream care paths that allows us to prevent patients from getting into the hospital, having to go to the hospital, improving their outcomes, um, and ultimately providing huge cost savings from payers and significant new revenue streams to our physician partners. And, you know, you're, I mean, you're, you're innovating in this space that hasn't, uh, has not seen as much innovation as you're, you're applying to it right now, which I'm super excited for you and what you're doing. T talk us through, and I know you just kind of gave us a breakdown of, of, of Starling. Uh, you know, on your website, you talk about how you're building this home urine diagnostic remote patient monitoring platform. So it's the device, you said you're able to monitor it. Um, and then talk like uh, a little bit around the the battery life of it. And, um, you know, other parts that you know, people might be interested in hearing. Yeah. So what, what I say is, is one of the hallmarks of us as a company is we aren't just a hardware company. And that's why I refer ourselves as a remote patient monitoring platform because our device allows us to get this data from our patients in a very seamless form factor, but we also provide the care organization behind it that can act on that data. And so compared to a lot of our competitors out there that just have fancy ways to get that data, we can actually provide a trained clinical professional 
that can then know you in particular, what are your comorbidities, what are their issues with you, that allows us to really affect care of these patients and do it at scale now. Um, and then one of the you know hallmarks of it is that we're really aiming for a truly seamless user experience. And so for our patients, they just simply pee as they do every day. And as long as they don't pee on the floor and they pee in the toilet, it allows us to get that data from them in a day-to-day -day basis because um, you know, there's no, no steps that you have to do with the device. All you have to do is walk to the toilet and have your smartphone on you. And then we have an our, an our app that is able to then transmit a proprietary signal to the device that wakes it up. And so it knows who's using the toilet. And so for the patient, they don't need to do anything. They just sit down, they, use, they do their business, and they go about their day. All the analytics and AI happen in the background. And if we see something that's happening to you, we reach out to that patient in order to um, get them connected to the resources that they need to affect their care. And um, there's no there's no reagents, there's no non-destructive, so you don't have to be filling with it every month or so. It just sits there and just kind of becomes part of your day-to-day -day routine. Right now, it has about a six-month battery life on a single device charge. And so um, at the end of the six months, our system can recognize your battery's getting low. We'll just issue a new one. In the future, we'll look to have it be rechargeable. But right now, we think six months is a pretty good lifespan um, for, the, for that user experience. And and I, I think you'll always you'll always get the information that you need. Uh, it's not like this is um, you know at the moment uh, a, a frat house or a, a, a guy's college dorm where uh, it, it might you might you might not get what you need. Um, now now talk us through uh, how you're improving healthcare because I, I think it's so uh, you know this information that mm -hmm. you're you're collecting and understanding um, it it has you know the short term impact but also super long-term impact with the, uh, with the patients that are, uh, utilizing, you know, that will be utilizing your device. Talk, talk us through that a little bit. Yeah. So, cause we see ourselves as not just as a, you know, a diagnostic company, we see ourselves as revolutionized how we monitor patients fundamentally at home because we're part of this next wave of generation of med tech. That's not trying to go beyond even the user experience of a wearable but of getting that data in a truly seamless and passive form factor that we think is the real way to really get the patient's um, care at scale and in a now proactive fashion. Because we think that's the that's kind of the phrase we like to use a lot here at Starling because we're no longer waiting. And the reason we don't have to wait is because we're tracking someone ahead of time. Um, and because now that we bring this proactive fashion, we can now activate downstream care paths that we know work a lot of this time we're doing stuff that we know we can already do in medicine, but we just wait too long to do it. Like, um, like for example, for one of our current first indication is going after patients with really bad reoccurring urinary tract infections. And frequently what happens with these patients now is because they get these UTIs so frequently, often kind of the healthcare system kind of has gone kind of deaf to if they get a symptoms or not. And so frequently they feel like they're getting a UTI, but it's, hard for them to know if they're really getting it. It's hard for the physician to really know if they're getting it. And so frequently their symptoms just get ignored and to the point they get really, really bad. And now that patient's being treated in the hospital setting for a UTI, but often takes weeks of hospital stay, huge costs. And so with our system, we don't have to wait till they're so sick anymore. We can now, from the first sign that our system goes off, we can do downstream care paths, um, get that patient a targeted antibiotic, but now in a non-emergent setting, 
which has huge cost savings for, for providers and payers at the end of the day, but huge input and output, uh, huge uh, outcome improvements for patients as well. Because, um, and that's kind of what we're aiming to do, but not just for DTX, because the, the beautiful thing about urine is there are thousands of critical biomarkers in it that we can apply for patients with UTIs at first, but we also want to move to patients with prostate health issues, patients with diabetes and kidney disease. Uh, we even are doing current training work for our bladder cancer module that allows us to tell if your bladder cancer is coming back well before it's symptomatic. And so ultimately, once we kind of pile it up, it's about a third of all patients in the United States that we can infect, we can improve the uh, management of these patients with our urinary diagnostic model. Incredible. And and this actually, what you were just saying, Alex, plays into what I was just going to ask you too, which, you know, what's what's next for the company that really is getting you and, and the rest of the team super excited. Also, I, I want to make sure we mentioned, um, and you, you have, you know, a, a minute or two to talk about your latest uh, funding round too, uh, you know, who was involved um, and then what, I guess, tie that in with what's next. You know, tell us about the, yeah. the recent funding round, who participated and uh, where you see investing those funds in the, in the company today to, to grow. Yeah. So it was, um, uh, so we just recently announced our three and a, about three and a half million dollar seed financing. Um, a lot of it was um, coming out of our participation through Y Combinator last year. Um, and that's where we've got some really fantastic investors that really believe in this mission and really believe in, you know, bringing the future of an AI-based health, home-based healthcare system to patients, but doing it now instead of waiting 10 years to do it. Um, some of the great funds under our Y Combinator, but also a group called Rebel Fund, a group of former founders of companies like Reddit and Instacart and Scribe. They have about $85 billion in total company value generated amongst that group. It's really fantastic to have them as my investors. Um, as well as a big name strategic in the space who wants to still be unnamed at this point, but they're a very big company. And um, we're also very excited that they um, are, are on our team. They bring a lot of strategic and clinical insights to our company um, that is very valuable to us. Um, as well as, um, you know, as well as some uh, smaller funds like Remy Ventures, which is the former chairman of Cedar Sinai Medical Center. Um, as well as some interesting funds like Magic Fund and uh, Deep Tech Coho Fund, um, as well as some notable angel investors who are CEOs of their own um, digital health companies, um, and uh, just a lot of support so far um, from the you know West Coast, East Coast, and uh, um, and just a really fantastic group of people that really believe in us. That uh, I'm very excited to have have them on our team. Um, with that support, the big thing that we're focusing on now is the launch of our platform. And so we're about two to three months away from launching it with our first enterprise customer, who is this massive private practice urology group out of Texas. And um, they have about 200,000 patients in total in their practice. Our take home is about $60 per patient per month. So on paper in total, about $144 million in potential annually reoccurring revenue. Now, it's going to take us a long time to have enough capacity and capital to be able to support that many patients. So we're starting really small and focused in our first pilot launch with them. But then the goal is to then grow 
to meet that uh, patient demand as quickly as we can, and then look to bring that similar model to other groups around Texas, and then eventually nationwide, um, and then look to maybe move it to other interesting things that I think I might say for a future podcast when we get there. Oh, I'm really excited to continue to stay, you know, up to date with you and, and learn more about what you're doing to get you to come back on eventually. Maybe we can do a panel and then also you can just update us on where you're at. So we'll have to have you come back on in a few months and, and, and hear where things are at. But uh, Alex, uh, once again, I want to thank you so much for, for joining me on the podcast here today and wishing you and the team all the best of luck. Super exciting what you're building. Thank you so much, Jared. This was a lot of fun. Thank you.